بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمدللہ رب العالمین وصلاة وسلام علی رسوله الكریم علی آلہ وصحابہ اجمعین اما بعد This is part 2 of English translation of the talk Love Allah's Creations by Mufti Taqi Usmani Dhamad Barakatuhum It has been the practice of all the saints that if they saw that a person was engaged in sins while they hated their sins as hating sins is necessary but they never hated or looked down upon their person. Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullahi was once walking on the bank of Euphrates River with a few of his disciples. A boat passed close to them in the river. A few carefree young people were sitting in that boat and they were singing and playing instruments. When they saw Hazrat Junaid Baghdadi Rahmatullahi on the river bank, they made fun of him and passed some derogatory remarks. One of Hazrat Junaid's Rahmatullah's companions said, Hazrat, please make a curse for them. Not only are they themselves involved in major sins, they are also making fun of religious people. Hazrat Junaid raised his hand and prayed, O Allah Ta'ala, just like you have blessed these young people with happiness in this world, please help them change their ways so that they are also blessed with happiness in the hereafter. So even then, Hazrat Junaid Rahmatullah did not hate their actions and did not say a bad word for them. He prayed for them because he viewed them as creations of Allah Ta'ala and wished them the best. The Holy Prophet was sent as a blessing, a rahmat for the whole world. There was a time when the non-Muslims were throwing stones at him and his fleet were bleeding. Even then he kept reciting, Oh Allah, please give guidance to my people. They are not aware. They do not know me. They are ignorant and they are doing this in ignorance. O oh Allah, please provide them with guidance. He was reciting these words because while he disagreed with their actions, he did not hate the people themselves. As people, he regarded them as creations of Allah Ta'ala and he loved them in their capacity as Allah's creations. One must remember that not hating sins and not considering them wrong is also a sin in itself. We must hate sins and believe them to be wrong, but we must never hate or look down upon the sinner. In fact, we should have pity for that person. If a person gets sick and goes to a doctor for a treatment, the doctor never gets angry with him about why he got sick. The doctor shows sympathy towards him and treats that person and prays to Allah Ta'ala for their recovery. Similarly, we should hate the sinful acts, but should never hate the sinner. Rather, we should love them in their capacity as one of Allah's creations and should pray for them that may Allah Ta'ala grant them hidayat, the right path. In a hadith, the Holy Prophet Wasallam said that once a person was presented at Allah Ta'ala's court, when he was presented before Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala told the angels to check what good deeds he had performed. When the angels checked his balance sheet of good and bad acts, it was found that his balance sheet was almost completely empty of good deeds. He did not perform any salah. He did not fast. He just spent all his time in conducting his business. However, the angels further said that there was one good deed in his balance sheet, which was that he had advised his employees that if you ever sell something to a person who is poor, 
then deal with him compassionately. If you have given him a loan, then don't be too harsh in demanding that loan back. And when it is appropriate, just forego that loan. So his entire life, his practice in business was to give extension to the poor returning loans, or if appropriate, to forgive that loan completely. Allah Ta'ala will then say, if we dealt with kindness and forgiveness with my people, then I'm more deserving of being forgiving to him. Allah Ta'ala will then order angels to send him to Jannah. The moral of the story is that dealing with kindness and forgiveness with other human beings pleases Allah Ta'ala greatly. One must remember that the story that has been narrated above is an exception, not a rule. It does not mean that from now on, all of us stop praying Salah, stop fasting, stop paying zakat, stop abstaining from sins, and start believing that we will start giving relaxation to other people, like in the story above. And we will be forgiven on the day of judgment. This is not correct. What happened in the above incident was a manifestation of Allah's kindness. And Allah's kindness is not bound by rules and regulations. He can forgive whomever he likes. But the general law for all of us is that we have to perform the farz um, or the compulsory ibadat. We have to come abstain from sins and then we will have better chance of being forgiven. If a person does not carry out the compulsory acts of worship, does not abstain from sins and just assumes that he will be forgiven by giving relaxation to other people, he's taking a huge risk. Who knows with what sincerity the other person had forgiven other people that earned him great kindness from Allah Ta'ala and he was forgiven by Allah Ta'ala. But we cannot assume the same will happen to all of us. Otherwise, there would have been no need to declare all these acts of worship compulsory on, or to declare all the sins haram. From the story above, this conclusion can be drawn correctly that no good deed should be considered trivial or useless, no matter how small it appears. Who knows which good deed may be liked by Allah Ta'ala and may lead to that person being granted maghfirat, that is deliverance. However, if after reading such a story, one starts thinking that because the person in the story was forgiven because of a particular act, therefore we do not need to pray Salah or, or perform other mandatory prayers and just keep doing that act and we will be forgiven too, then that is not a correct conclusion to draw. In a hadith, the Holy Prophet said that Ajiz is the person who just follows his desires who keeps acting on whatever desire comes to his, into his mind without thinking whether it's halal or haram and then keeps hoping that Allah Ta'ala will forgive him. In another hadith, the Holy Prophet said that among the people who have passed before you, there was a person who, when selling something, would deal kindly with people. He would tell a price to a prospective buyer. If the buyer then asked him to reduce the price somewhat, then he would agree to sell that item on that reduced price, even if that meant a lower profit for him. Similarly, when he bought something, he dealt softly with the seller. When the shopkeeper told him a price, he would gently ask the shopkeeper once to reduce the price. He didn't enter into arguments or wouldn't fight with the shopkeeper over it and didn't force him to reduce the price. After asking gently once, he would then buy the item without any further argument. Similarly, when he had to collect money from someone, 
for example taking loaned money back or recovering the price of a sold item he would deal softly and gently and would tell the borrower to pay back the loan later if he did not have the money right then and would give them an extension when he died and was presented before allah taala allah taala said that because he dealt kindly with my created beings in this world therefore i'll deal kindly with him now and i forgive him when dealing with other people it is important to to remember that dealing kindly with other human beings and especially with those who are poor pleases allah taala greatly it was the practice of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam throughout his life that whenever he bought or sold something he always gave more than what was due towards him in those days the currency comprised of coins of gold and silver these coins used to be of different denominations and the practice was to weigh these coins rather than count them when buying or selling something in a narration it has been said that once the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam bought something in the bazaar when paying the price in dirhams he said to the person weighing the dirhams weigh liberally meaning that give more dirhams to the seller than are due towards me in an another another narration the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the best among you are those who discharge other people's rights due towards them with excellence meaning they give more than is due due towards them for example a person owed 100 dollars but when he returned the loan he gave back 110 dollars however it's not permissible to make it a precondition before giving a loan as then it would become interest similarly when he has to pay someone they should do so promptly and should not bother them unduly asking them to come back again and again or using delaying tactics all this is included in discharging other people's rights well and treating other people well imam abu hanifa rahmatullah wrote a will for his pupils in that he wrote that if you have to buy and sell something then the give the other person more than is due do you not give them less than what is due to them this is a sunnah of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam these days we have memorized memorized some sunnah of this holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and by following these we start believing that we are his true followers even though all the practices that have been mentioned above are part of his sunnah we must follow these sunnah to may allah taala help us follow all of the sunnah of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam amen to this particular sunnah the in a hadith the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said whoever gives relaxation to a poor person in this world Allah Taala will grant him relaxation both in this world and the hereafter. True comfort is the comfort of the next world. Also, experience tells us that a person who gives relaxation relaxation to other people remains safe from many hardships in this world as well. It is narrated in a hadith that an angel prays to Allah Taala every day, "O oh Allah, destroy the property of the person who pinches money." who keeps counting his money all the time and who gets distressed if he has to spend it as a result of this curse sometimes their money gets stolen and sometimes they lose their wealth in another way even if they don't encounter such losses at least they lose the barakat from their wealth meaning that if even if their wealth increases in number it does not bring them the same benefit happiness it would have otherwise for example their wealth increased 
but someone from their family became unwell and now that income is being wasted on doctors and medicines rather than being spent on bringing comfort to them all the relationship between family members deteriorated and it took away all the pressure from life for those who spend on others from what allah taala has given them the angel prays oh allah please give the person who spends his wealth on others who does sadaqa and khairat and who treats people well the reward for what he spends on others in this world superficially it looks like that the person who spends his wealth on others is losing money because he is either giving his wealth to others or is foregoing what others are due to return to him however in reality the money that is going is not being lost it brings barakat a blessing from allah taala and allah taala often rewards such a person in this world no one has ever become poor because they did too much sadaqa and khairat or they gave relaxation to others in their financial transactions that is why i said in the hadith that allah taala rewards such a person both in this world and the hereafter